Hello? Am I in the right place? Hello, Abhijit. Welcome to Dreamers and Unicorns. Brought to you by People Strong. Oh, good, good. And who do we have today? Well, Abhijit, today our guest is the co-founder and CEO of People Strong, Pankaj Bansal, and you can talk to him about the new code of work. Okay, great. Let us start the show. Hey, Pankaj. Welcome to the show. Hello, Abhijit. Great to be here on your show. I wanted to start by saying that when you were young, when you first thought about the world of work, what was your dream? What did you think was the ultimate you ever wanted to achieve? What would that be? Um, when I started off, uh, you know, the things that were bothering me was the culture of the corporations where there was too much of stress. Not that it has gone away now. Uh, there was a bit of politicking. There are things that people say I don't enjoy. So eventually I looked at three things. Can we bring joy? Can we bring meaning to work? So this joy, energy and meaning to work, that was the whole idea. How can I help increasing the joy at work, the energy that we bring to work and meaning to what I do? My God, that sounds like the horizon. It always keeps shifting ahead, that's right. so no I'm, matter where you are, because it's something that's... Uh, but do you think that that's happening a little more today? And when you look at your life, what were those inflection points? So I definitely feel so. The new world of work is far more exciting. Look at what digital has done. It has made the organizations far more flatter. People can do what they wish to do. So this is a reality. This is not just a good thing to have. When I started off my career, it was all about automation. You remember mm. those days people yeah. are talking automate stuff, make it predictable, one system. And today when I see people are not talking about those things, they're talking, can we place user at the center, the employee, the culture of the company is at the center, which will come from the employee, not from a department. So that's a fundamental shift that I've seen over the last few years. You know, when uh, someone says that employees are the greatest assets, it's probably the most misused line I've ever heard in my career. You know, as an HR person, I am always surprised. But now you actually have a time when the user and the employee both at the center. So it's the age of the human-centered design. So the organizations hopefully will move towards being more human. Is that the new code of work? So I think uh, the new code of work is about truly being a design thinker or placing the design thinking at the core of what we do. If we do anything which is not helping the user at the end of the day, it is meaningless. Every function has just two objectives. Get the customer or expand the customer. Delight them. There is no other reason. But most of the functions, especially human resources, somehow was a little distant from that reality. So that's what the new code of work is doing. It is bringing HR into the mainstream and making sure it's not just an enabler function, but it's actually driving productivity, joy, energy, and meaning that I talk about. Mm, and uh, would that make HR a lot more uh, closer to business or is it going to you know, be measured in some other way? Yeah. So I think uh, uh, HR has struggled with this conversation for years that do I have the seat on the table? Am I a part of it? Am I close to business? I think HR is business. We must get to know. HR is the business, is the core element of business. So far, it has remained out. It is now core element of business. You look at any company, you look at the financial sector, you look at the IT sector, you look at the power sector, auto sector, everywhere people is at the center. 
so it's it's no more just a concept or a theory it is a part of the business when you say people at the center tell me a little more about that what is that all about so look at business from three perspectives people are looking at how can i generate more revenues better margins right so people are saying people are not the only resources but people who know how to work with digital system with the new world of work can create far better look at the example of the new world that is coming in second every transaction that you do people are saying can i make it more delightful can i make it more meaningful it's not about applying for leaves it's not about just going and doing a joining formality or an exit can i just make it delightful so that an employee when he or she does it it's not sapping my energy but it's adding to my energy that's the second thing third thing people are saying is can i become more collaborative can i become uh, more productive by being with each other not rather fighting with each other so all the three things are being done in this new world of work people are far more collaborative people are using digital systems to have better experiences and people are far more straighter pankaj when you look at uh, your experience in the world of work and you know i want to sort of take you back and say that when you started uh, your journey i would love to know what are some of those inflection points which have shaped you as a human being what would those be so there are good ones there are bad ones Tell which one won't even both both, uh, <laughs> both, yeah. both okay. so so see the good ones were when i started as an employee and there's nothing wrong to being an employee but i think i got an opportunity to work with great bosses and great companies which gave me freedom so i spent 5 5 6 years on my employment so there were many learnings i had there but i think the massive learning that i experienced in my entrepreneurial stint no can just never be matched with anything else and when i focus on my entrepreneurial stint i remember raising 50 million dollars how many companies in india in hr space have raised this kind of capital wow and when i had just two months of salary when i quit my previous job from hue software so we became that first company who set the trend in hr and hr technology and workforce technology space that you can raise large capital and everybody in the first 5 years of the company kept saying you can't raise capital So what was the trigger for you to become an entrepreneur? So I think uh, I was in a school with my son and I walked in and they said the school is meant I will not name in south of Delhi and they said it's meant for typically industrialists and that kind of economic strata come in and they literally refused me admission basis my employment status and when I was going out my visiting card reached then which read almost HR director Hugh Software and then they called me back I said no I don't want my son in the school but that day I realized that am I equal to this visiting card and I think that was a trigger point in my journey where I decided that I'll become an entrepreneur but um, you know I was writing some day that sab meri unchaiyan aur shaharat jante hain बट उसके नीचे बहुत दर्द और रिश्ते दबे हुए हैं सक्सेस पॉइंट ऑफ एन इंडिविजुअल बट वी डोंट नो हाउ मेनी रिलेशनशिप्स वी हैव टू बरी इन दिस वॉट काइंड ऑफ स्वेट एंड ब्लड बेंट इन टू दिस सो आई थिंक इफ समन आस्क मी टू रिलीव द होल जर्नी इट विल बी वेरी हार्ड फॉर मी it's 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 pleasure to see where we are reaching but it's very painful also so my if i if i tell you my throes um my hard times so parting with partners right mm. it's the most painful process it's almost like a divorce and this just haunts you not for months but probably years you keep evaluating you were right or he was right or she was right but that one thing leaves you very in deep pain 2009 we ran out of cash the whole market crashed if you remember the global mm. financial crisis we ran out of cash we had no money in the bank i remember all of us we were 20 of us we went out for dinner and got some dinner at home and we said probably tomorrow we may not have money and we got lucky next day morning we had money in the bank account the investor agreed it was almost that kind of thing i remember it was july 
So that was the hardest time. I we were called by the billionaire of India, and he gave us the project, and we survived through. So that 2009, when you run out of cash, how you feel? You feel responsible for hundreds of people, or when you part ways with your partners, with the people that you love, who worked with you for a long time. I think these two things at least jolts an entrepreneur, and the ego and the whole myself, the I of Pankaj got jogged up. So that's what I will say. And and has that changed uh, your equation with money? So see, money um, earlier was uh, more important, but I think uh, the understanding of money now has fundamentally changed. So money has become a resource, uh, and nothing more, nothing less. Money can only do that much. It sounds a cliche, but अगर आप पैसे को उठा के देखें, it's not the key thing in life. The biggest achievements of life will never count. Uh, the money achievements of yours the biggest moments were when we won our first million dollar customer the biggest achievement was when we won our first international customer when our some employees walked up and they said hey you know what i feel like an entrepreneur i'm running a company so money never comes into um, into the way can a employee actually feel like an entrepreneur so uh, it's a hard journey i will mm. recommend all listeners and everyone that please do think of building smaller enterprises within your company Uh, have squads and create separate entities today people strong have four different businesses each business has a team of 7 to 8 people and those 7 to 8 people run it like their company i i often more than that i may not require to end up becoming the face of people strong but the true faces are those 7 or 8 people who are running that company and taking care of their 200 300 people who are working with them and the customers that they serve so i think it's that smaller entities which bring in that ownership they energize the whole system they kill the hierarchy they constantly empower the people who are delivering and that's what any technology business should do any non technology business should do but since we are in hr technology business hr technology should just empower and i come back to what i said it should bring joy energy and meaning to work so you know a lot of times um, we hear that the new world of work is always going to be about employee experiences and not processes you know because processes go linear Um, and when it comes to employee experiences you're probably looking at many more cross functional collaborations and all of that which is a little different from when organizations think about uh, the customer they say people buy experiences they don't buy products in the same way i think um, people are not looking at just employment they are looking at a, the experience of being employed somewhere you know so in everything that you do ironically when you talk to a lot of um, companies which are shy when it comes to investing in employee related technology you know most people will say that um, you know hr is all about the human touch and if we don't uh, you know keep that going and we automate it it actually kills the human touch is that even true so let me take you back to the reality of the world that we live in when you go to a bank do you really want to meet someone and solve your bank query Do you really want to go in a bank and open an account? Do you really want to go there and withdraw cash? None of us want to do that. We want ATM. We want digital systems to enable that. Employee is no different. It's the same consumer who's your employee. They don't want to meet someone to do these transactions. They don't want to be feel controlled. Abhijit, most of the time these transactions I feel controlled. I don't feel enabled. So it's a big misnomer that human touch is being lost. Actually, we are empowering those individuals to be themselves and be more productive. When it comes to human touch, actually, it is enhancing and increasing. 
Now, mm. the conversation between human resources department and employees have become far more meaningful. They're about their career progression. They're about meaning at work. They're about how company is doing. They're about what kind of work is emerging. The conversations are not about your payroll. It's not about your attendance. It's not about your exit systems. So we need to empower employees so that they feel the way they feel while operating a banking system or a Google or a, or any other social media. And second point, I will say, a fundamental thing that's changing is the hierarchy, Abhijit. You look at, we had 20 levels of hierarchy, 15 levels of hierarchy. In the new world of work, there are squads which are coming together, come and deliver a work and then move on. So this is the new world of work. This is what excites me. And mm -hmm. that's where the human touch increases. It doesn't decrease. You don't have 10,000 people member teams. You just have 20 people teams, 15 people teams. They come together, deliver project, move on. And I think when you talk about, um, you know, adding to the human touch, my favorite example of that would be that today technology makes it easy for you to uh, not forget someone's birthday. But how you respond to that is actually the human touch. You may decide to actually walk up to somebody and wish them, or you might decide to make a birthday card. That's the human touch. Yeah, so you're so right. So look at, I, I'll give you a real example of People Strong. Initially, when we were doing our design and we got this birthday kind of uh, feature on our app, a lot of people questioned, it's just good to have, it's not required. You know, today, the most used features in the app are, other than leave and payroll, of course, are things like directory so that you can search for someone. So it is mm -hmm. increasing my uh, human touch, right? The birthdays, the anniversaries. In the last two years, I have wished every employee of People Strong, wherever I am, a birthday and an anniversary. I at least connect every employee of People Strong twice a year. I could never do that as a CEO earlier. So that's the way it's changing. I'm I'm just loving it. I wish I was 10 years younger, so I'll have 10 years more. I This is probably the best time of mankind. When you see um, some of the work that HR people have traditionally done, for example, recruiting, you know, uh, there's a lot of change that has happened in the world of recruiting. It's probably one of the areas which, which has seen the most amount of technology influction. So think about robotic process automation, or you think about, you know, um, video-based interviewing, all of that. Where do you see this going? Does it mean that in a few years, there'll be no human recruiters, um, is that good? Is that bad? What is your take? Most of the general employees thinks HR work is recruiting. Am I right? When yeah. you look at your yeah. own stuff, people just think HR means what? They do recruitment. But let's look at recruitment in A, B and C bucket. The bucket mm. A is about sourcing candidates, right? Constantly mm -hmm. they're searching and they get the best person. The bucket B is where they're processing the candidature of a person, taking him or through the whole interview process, getting their uh, papers filled, making sure that they tick mark on the things, their assessments happen, right? Mm -hmm. and, th and the bucket C is all about getting someone onboarded. Now, if you look at this A, B and C, the A part is being now done by bots where they can go crawl the various sources and get the best people matching to your job. So job A is pretty much done. Job B, the whole processing part, if you look at interviews are getting almost abolished. Even our prime minister from 15th August, he announced at least for frontline jobs, don't have interviews. I have enormous number of customers for frontline, they're not doing interviews. For senior level and middle level, yes, interviews are there, but people are more and more going towards assessments and profilers. So that part is pretty much automated. The third part is about onboarding a person. That's where I feel still there are systems required and there are there's human touch to induct a person required. So I feel the new recruiter, 
will not be abhijit traditional recruiter who's going to the job boards and downloading cvs mm. and coordinating interviews the new recruiter will be talking to candidates to explain them what job is the new recruiter will go and tell what the new work is going to look like so they may not hire three people for two jobs they may hire just maybe five people but on a part time basis so that's the role recruiter will be doing and finally recruiter will be helping people to get inducted in the company that's going to be the new role of a recruiter not a traditional role you know a lot of people actually worry about uh, the strange thing that is happening that when algorithms um, go through resumes they very often will have their own logic why somebody gets rejected and somebody gets picked up you know at least with a human being i could have asked that you know why was i not selected so whenever something new comes people try to find the ills around it be it a driverless car or anything abhijit so just think of that when you see pankaj bansal and you reject basis pankaj's name right mm. you have some bias around that bansal or a pankaj the moment you see he or she is a delhiite the moment you know how he or she looks like he's a male or a female you know 60% of the shortlisting results changes when a when a human being is assessing a candidate at a first level so technology on contrary abhijit is removing that bias and creating what we call the equal opportunity framework where you can actually mask when i look at recruitment technology it masks your gender it masks your name it even masks sometimes the city you are up coming from and then get you in the process so the chances of getting the best person for the job increases and giving everybody an equal opportunity rather than getting biased now coming to your question that can technology also have ills yes of course it can have but technology is a journey you are training your algorithm to become smarter and smarter you can have systems which which you can take or erase this bias mm-hmm. that can happen through maybe you have one round of interview for mid level and senior level where you can just validate those things if you see a trend but you now have that data so run analytics on that data and wherever you see bias kill that bias but it's far more controllable far more smarter far more meaningful to do and i also think that um, today a lot of companies use many more data points i mean for example Uh, the kind of person that you are you know that the, there is a ton of stuff that we are saying and doing online and therefore the ability to find a far better fit between the person and the job like you said that the role of the recruiter is to actually make sure i find a job fit where i feel that my strength is being used i feel fulfilled at work yeah but abhijit i we must also be very careful this is an absolutely fair point but i want listeners to be quite aware of the fact that there is gdpr coming in my privacy laws are going to become more and more stricter i don't want scams around it that mm. you crawl data about me that i don't want to be crawled right you get data about me which i probably don't want to share that privacy right is with me so the the individual must have informed choice i must know what are you doing with my data how do you intend to use it Absolutely. what kind of fields are you looking at Absolutely. and then if i'm comfortable it's pretty much like when a website says um, you know we are going to store this information as a cookie are yeah. you okay if you say okay it stores it if not so then so probably little more this time if the system asks me once for one job it should ask me for second time again mm. it should not be universal once i have taken a okay from pankaj i can just throw around this cv to 100 companies not yeah. possible so it's not a blank check Absolutely. so when you said that this is making things easier and and you know i think a lot of time when we think about the experience of users inside the organization Uh, is very different from what it is outside the organization because outside the organization we use 
consumer grade technology you know easy seamless intuitive designed by the best designers in the world so no wonder inside organizations when you introduce software you need to train people for months together to say that are you comfortable are you comfortable traditionally people have put very little effort in making the employee related software easy and intuitive i'm 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 just loving this question this is probably <laughs> the whole crux of the conversation so you know as they say that kuch to log kahenge logon ka kaam hai kehna right so i'm not saying that we get enamored by all the time what people are saying about external world and the internal world but abhiji the reality is that the same user is demanding the corporations that give me the same experience that i get outside so there are two kind of systems there are monolithic there are traditional large systems they move at a particular pace and on the other hand there are agile systems there are systems which are very user friendly which are coming in what is agile system so the agile system is which is molding itself or herself for me so there was a uh, you all know bruce lee so bruce lee said be water my friend mm-hmm. water means when you put in a glass it becomes a glass when you put in a cup become a cup so what what i'm saying is the agile systems are that the organization and the individual who are dealing with this becomes like them that's what the the water system we are talking about on the other hand when i say monolithic traditional systems they are designed for buyers and compliances so buyer if i'm an hr department or a finance department i'm buying it and i'm mm. looking at it for a compliance but from a user or an employee perspective my it's experience miserable. is not oh my experience. god of course so that's the transition or a shift i see in this new world of work or in the new code of work when you say that uh, you know you're looking at the future of work it's going to look completely different from what it is today so how is technology going to enable it and and one of the main things in my head is that we are seeing a lot of gig workers coming up that in my view is the next big thing in the world of work is that true is that how uh, you look at it absolutely true but let's understand the genesis of it abhijit the genesis is not gig per se the genesis was companies and people said i want to work in squads it's like teams which come together for a purpose and disintegrate once the purpose is over and when you're working in a squad you don't need hierarchy so people are building systems which are hierarchical and teams which are in squads when you have things like that people said why don't i work at multiple places rather than working at one place so gig started emerging so the new code of work pushed the world to have a hierarchical world Mm-hmm. number one number two then the gig workers sees the opportunity and says hey i'm going to come in and i'm going to size this opportunity for me and i'm going to work probably at three places but i'm going to give my heart out i don't need to be managed anymore i need probably our payroll early payroll i don't need an annual or a monthly or a weekly payroll give me for the work i do everyone loves it corporations like it because it's more transparent you're paying for an output individual loves it because whatever i did i get paid i'm very happy i don't need your traditional performance management systems so these two things are working just next to each other the squads and the gig together and that's why gig is going to rise and it's going to rise like never before we'll not have traditional employment contracts that we have today and i'm very happy about it because the new generation gives a damn to this whole framework that we have created and this world is not going to remain the world of work that we see today if you had to go back and look at you know do time travel and say i would fix some of these things uh, you know in my entrepreneurial journey and we talked about successes of course uh, everyone learns from the successes as much as failures and of course i believe that success is much harder to manage as an individual than failure 
because failure sobers you down. You are willing to learn, but success actually makes you arrogant. Is that true? And how do you sort of deal with that? Uh, it's extremely hard. If I go back in the journey, if I have to relive, I'll do two things, um, uh, Abhijit. First is I'll force health initiatives in the company from day one. So I recommend it to all my listeners, whether you're a startup or you're a large enterprise, make sure that health is a part of the workplace. And why I say that, mm -hmm. I've seen people over a part, we work like workaholics, entrepreneurs love working, uh, but over a period of time, we compromise with our health. And it's again, very painful to see any colleague going through health issues. So one is I'll recommend make health, health as a key ingredient of any corporation. That's one. That's I'm going to revisit. Second is, is success harder to manage? Much harder because there are always challengers who will come and challenge you. If you were a challenger till yesterday, there are challenges today challenging you. There will be challenges challenging them. Mm. So this is a nature, a cycle of a nature. You can't change it. So if you have to be on top of your game, all you need to do is reinvent yourself. And whenever you get arrogant, let a kick happen on your back so that you come back on the ground. This has happened with me by design and by force both. So dreamers, as they become unicorns, they have to keep this in mind so that, Absolutely. you know, you never feel Absolutely. complacent. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that which is why we will see the transition from HR tech to work tech. Yeah. Yeah. That it enables the kind of work that you do. And hopefully, you know, the three things that you said right in the beginning when you started, that was your dream to make. Uh, you know, work more meaningful and make people happy about working and find it fulfilling. Hopefully the new world of work will be all about that, about finding that meaning that today has been missing. Yeah. So thank you so very much for being here and it was lovely. Thanks a lot for joining the show. Pleasure. Thank you so much, Abhijit. And I hope uh, the listeners will find it useful and the new code of work will come sooner than soon. Thank you. Look forward to that. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Dreamers and Unicorns of the New Code of Work series. I'm Abhijit Bhaduri and you can find me at Abhijit Bhaduri on LinkedIn and Twitter. This show is brought to you by PeopleStrong, Asia's leading work and HR tech company. For more information, visit their website at newcodeofwork.com. Dreamers and Unicorns is a Made in India production. Editorial producers, May Thomas and Sean Phantom. Producer Sharanya Subramanian. Assistant producer Janam Devan. Sound design and edited by Kathik Kulkarni.